0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Blue Wire.
2: NFL draft. The Detroit Lions
0: select. Jameer Gibbs, running back, Alabama. Back off, looks, off throws, caught inside the one, fighting for the end zone, and getting in for the touchdown. Detroit Lions, Aman Ross St. Brown. The snap, he's got it, wants to throw. Wentz looks, looks, pressure comes. went, hit, sack. back inside the 20, Aiden Hutchinson, that's number two. <laughs>
3: Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode three hundred and one on the Blue Warrior Network. I am Euros Tyler. Join my two guys, as always, Mister Malcolm Hart, here. Boys, how are we feeling in episode three hundred and one? That's
2: that's unreal. Feeling great, man. Season's kicking off. Today was Alliance last day training camp. Tomorrow is officially Kansas City prep. Man, it's exciting. Season's getting closer. Malcolm, what's up with you, brother?
1: Woo! What is going on, guys? Man, three hundred one. It's been a long. It's been a that's long. crazy, journey. man. 301. It's crazy, man. Three hundred one. Yeah. Sorry, this is what 2018?
3: 20, mid mid season of two thousand eighteen. Mid
1: season
3: twenty eighteen. Yeah, I mean three hundred one episodes. So let's uh, let's knock a uh, ninety nine more of these, and let's get to four hundred, right? And then we'll do five hundred, <laughs> and then we'll do
1: six hundred. Let's go. Yeah. So let's, <laughs> let's do that's it. That's crazy, man. That, that's yeah, wow. So,
3: congrats, I guess, to the three of us for making it 300. And thank you guys for who's been sticking with us. If you're new, been listening for years, however long you've been here, if you guys are listening to this one, we appreciate you guys very much. So, that's, that's, you know, it's pretty crazy. 300 episodes.
2: Yeah, we wouldn't be able to do it without you guys. So, we appreciate all the support, man. It's awesome.
3: And like Peter said, football season is coming and that means we've got to do 53 man predictions so we've obviously had two preseason games under the belt we had the Giants game we had the Jaguars game and then we got one more game this week versus the Panthers and that's a route for the preseason And then we officially prepare for week one versus the Kansas City Chiefs so we thought this would be appropriate time to make those 53 man predictions so let's not waste any more time let's get right into it and let's start off with the quarterback position
2: I'll start off with you Pierre how many quarterbacks are you carrying and who are they? Two, Adrian, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm carrying two. It's going to be Terry Goff and Teddy Bridgewater. I do think they could potentially carry Nate, Nate Sutfeld, but I was thinking about it. If Nate Sutfeld would become a free agent, how many teams are going to line up to sign him? You could potentially get him on the practice squad, maybe give him some guaranteed money, and then, you know, like call him up if you need him for a game or something. So you got two. So I'm going with two. Yeah, that was the thing behind it. I think Martinez is already a practice squad guy. Yeah.
3: I mean, Martinez, I think the writing was on the wall after the Jaguars game where he didn't even get a single rep. He didn't play in the game at all. So I think that tells you what they think of Adrian Martinez of You know, probably not making this this roster. I'm with you, right on board. Two quarterbacks, same two guys: Jared Goff, Teddy Bridgewater. Not very much Uh, difficulty, I guess. You could say Nate Sudfeld could potentially be in position here, just because of that new three quarterback rule that the Lions did propose. So that 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 could potentially be in play um, if they want to carry three, but. Um, I just don't think Nate Sudfeld or Adrian Martinez have done enough to turn to a 53-man roster spot. So I'm going to stick with the two guys with me, Goff and Teddy. So, Malcolm, what about you?
1: We're all on the, the, the Golf and, and, and Teddy trade, I'm, I'm assuming right now. Um, I have two quarterbacks as well. I have Jared Goff and I have Teddy Bridgewater. Um, Nate Sudfeld. I mean, I don't know what much to say about Nate Sudfeld. He's been, he's been pretty bad in the preseason. <laughs> i mean i haven't seen him in camp i mean i'm hoping that there's some goodness to this like maybe if he has a better offensive line because the offensive line has not give anybody time to look good it's been really bad um so i'm i'm hoping that there's more to nate but it just hasn't been good so yeah i'm just rolling with two right now yeah just because of what my eyes have seen
3: yeah yeah that's fair and i think especially when you pay a guy like teddy bridgewater you know, you obviously guaranteed him the backup spot. I just don't think it's very much of a necessity. To carry three quarter, three quarterbacks, and when you could use that route spot towards a different position. So, right,
1: all right. That's <clears> the
3: <throat> quarterbacks. Not really much, you know, not much drama here. I think there's a little more drama at this position right here. Let's get into the running backs right now. Peter, what do you got here? How many you got two? Uh,
2: I got four running backs. Um I think well so David Montgomery, Jameer Gibbs, Craig Reynolds, and Jamar Jefferson. Yeah, fullback Jason Kominta didn't make it. Uh, I don't think he's looked as sharp as he has before. I, I like Kaminda as a player, but like I'll explain why Kometa didn't make it later in my predictions because I have some, someone else making it kinda of over and playing that similar role that he plays. I do think that Jefferson and Reynolds, I don't think they're necessarily safe. Um, We'll see what happens if other guys become available, whether it's via trade or the waiver wire. But for now, I got those four guys.
3: Yeah, um, I could definitely see that. <laughs> I, I have a very similar list. I have Montgomery, Gibbs, Reynolds, and I do have Kabinda making the team just because I think the, the carry a fullback and I think Kabinda's been here is contributing on the special teams. So I'm going to keep Kabinda here in the backfield. Reynolds is a guy; uh, just has the most experience in the system compared to the other guys, compared to the Benny Snells, compared to uh, who else is in this backfield? I mean, Mo Ibrahim just got waived. I'm missing a guy. Uh, I can't even. I can't even think of his name right now. This is bad. Was oh, that's his name. name. Yeah. I mean, I just. I, I don't see those guys climbing over Reynolds now. Could I see a spot for Jamar Jefferson potentially? Because he has kick returning ability. But well, I, I, I could definitely see this being a spot when you see those big roster cutdowns from other teams. I could see the Lions potentially using a spot here for another running back just because n- no one has really impressed me as much outside of, you know, you know what you got with their first two guys with Montgomery and Gibb. Other than that, I think this is a very open door. Reynolds has, has some experience here, so I feel comfortable putting him at the three spot. But if they want to carry four running backs... I personally just don't think the fourth running back on this roster right now. Now that could change with this third preseason game, they could prove something. But as of right now, I got three running backs and one fullback with Jason Kambinda. What about you, Malcolm?
1: Um, I'm going a very similar route. I actually separated from fullback and running back position. So if we are going to combine them all, I'd say I have five. Um, I have four real running back four running backs making it, and I have Jason Kombenda making it. Um, as far as my running back is very similar to you guys, David Montgomery, Jameer Gibbs, um, Craig Reynolds. I think Craig Reynolds still make this roster, and, I, and I've seen Jameer, Jameer, uh, Jamar Jefferson in special teams, so I think um, he's being able to contribute in special teams as well. I think he does slide in and and, and make the roster.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's very possible. I mean, he, he has a kick-returning ability, and they obviously lost Justin Jackson, so they need someone to fill on that spot. And, you know, we've seen him do pretty much everything so far with these first two games as far as kick-returner and punt-returner. They've tried some different guys there. So, I mean, it, it could definitely be a Jamar Jefferson. But I, I yeah. could I could see the Lions being active in the market here for a new guy potentially.
1: Yeah, definitely. The thing is, it's just so hard to evaluate these running backs. I'm talking about the back half. Is because this offensive line. Think think about it. It, it, This offensive line, if you're watching the preseason games, these running backs have nothing. Nobody has done anything in the preseason because this offensive line stinks. They create no holes. There's no rushing lanes. I mean, there now when Teddy hands off the ball, there's a defender in his face. There's nothing these guys can do. So unless you're in these training camps and watching these guys, every rep, it's hard to get a, a clear evaluation of these running backs. You can't you – can't, I don't think you could judge them off these two preseason games because the offensive line sucks as a unit. Like, that, that backup the offensive line just sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know.
3: It's holding back the whole offense in general, right? Like, it's not even just the running backs, you know. Like, it's making it tough for these receivers trying to make the team. If there's some tight ends trying to make the team, like, it, it really makes it difficult for them to make the team because they're not really even getting the opportunity to, to flash themselves because even if they are going to get open – the the quarterback's down already or you know he's throwing the ball away because there's a guy right in his face. So it's like it's very, there's very nothing. difficult.
1: There's nothing they can do. I mean the only way to get a clear evaluation of these guys is maybe if you sub them in with the first team and see how they look with the first team with a, a good offensive line. Yeah. Um there there's no way to do it. Um so it's really tough to watch it to judge he's got off these two preseason the games. But I just think I think um Craig Reynolds I think he's really respected. So I think he slides in and I'm really, I mean, since we got Jeremy Jefferson and we drafted him, I thought that he would come in and and be a guy that could develop, and I still think they can. And, you know, hopefully he still makes a roster, man. Yeah.
3: I mean, if they decide to carry four, he would be the fourth guy I would carry if if they decide to go that way. So we'll see. Um, I'm interested to see, though, the market once big roster cut downs happen. Just in general, I think the Lions could be active and put a waiver claim potentially or maybe sign a guy if he's a vet. So we'll see what happens there. All right. Let's transition to – let's do a tight end. So, Pierre, what do you got here?
2: All right. I got uh, four tight ends. We got Sam Laporta as your starter. Brock Wright, James Mitchell, your top two back <laughs> – I mean, I'm sorry. Your, your, those guys are your top three. And then we have a little surprise here. Daryl Daniels. He's known to be a really good blocker. Um, Matt Nelson last year was kind of that blocker. I think Daryl Daniels could play that role. I think if you ask him to play fullback, he also play fullback. And he made some plays in special teams in the preseason game. So that's why I like Daryl Daniels over Jason Kabinda because I think Daryl Daniels could do a little more. It's interesting. You know, that's not really a guy, you know, I, I gave much attention to
3: making this roster. But that, that could be something there. You know, they send him late in camp. You know, if he could show something, especially in this last game and these last couple practices, maybe there's a spot for him. And like you mentioned, there's a lot of versatility there. So that's interesting. So for mine, I, I don't have Daniels. I have the same three guys that you mentioned, though: Laporta, Brock Wright, James Mitchell. I, I don't think this room has much competition, especially after the same Shane Zilstra injury. I, I think Zilstra could have been in competition to potentially make the roster if he was healthy. But with him getting hurt, they were very thin at tight end. Brought a couple guys in with Helm and Daniels, like you mentioned, and you know maybe there is something there that they could potentially offer. But uh, I think these three guys are pretty safe. Laporta obviously was drafted the second round, so there's you know he's going to make the team. Brock Wright, I think, has been good for this football team since coming in two years ago. And then James Mitchell, you know, I think they have they have you know they 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 have high regards after him after drafting him last year, um, letting him have that red shirt type of year. I think they have some expectations for him to be pretty solid this year. So. I don't see anyone making it over him and jeopardizing his spot on this roster. So those are my three tight ends.
2: And then I want to add one thing in regards to Daniels. I always like Daniels. So maybe I'm a little biased. Like I wanted to make the roster, yeah. but I'm just sticking with it, man. I think he's, he's good for that role. You know, he could play tight end fullback and like an extra sixth line. Well, it's basically tight end, an extra blocker. Yeah. That's that jumbo. I package. like the jumbo package, like you said, they were doing with Nelson too
3: last year. So maybe they could actually fill in a legitimate tight end there this year. So we'll see. What about you, Malcolm? Who do yeah. you got there?
1: Yeah, that's very interesting. I actually want to jump really quick. into Pierre's thing with Daniels. It's very, very possible, man. Because Jason could there, man. As much as I like that brother, and I really hope he does make the roster. You know, he, he's been inconsistent, especially especially catching catching the ball in the backfield. You know, you've he, seen a lot of drops for him, so. We'll see what happens with him. Hopefully he makes a roster. If not, I mean, Daniels, I think, would be a good guy, to a good replacement for him. Um, but for me, uh, I'm mine is very similar to Tyler's. I have three tight ends. Um, Sam Porter, of course, um, you know, he drafted him. He's been the guy who they're expecting to be that uh, tight end one. So definitely get him going with Sam Porter. Brock Wright, a guy who's just consistent, the guy they can trust. And I'm going with James Mitchell. I think James Mitchell developed really good. And I think he might, I mean, who knows? He might push Brock Wright for the tight end two job. Who knows? But um, he's been very good. So we'll see what happens with him. But I have those three making the roster.
2: Malcolm, I'm with you. I think James Mitchell eventually will take that number two spot from Brock Wright. He's been good. Nothing against Brock Wright. I think just Mitchell has more potential. Possible. Yeah. It's going to take a lot for
3: these other guys to make the roster. We'll see with Daniels. We'll see with Helm. Um, they have a lot to prove. And they obviously came a little later in camp, too. They weren't here from the start. They were here once Zilsha got hurt. They signed both of them. So, I you know, they have a little catching up to do as well of, of making this 53-man roster. But we got one more game left, and we got a couple more practices for them to, to, to prove that. So we'll see what happens there.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
3: All right, let's transition to the wide receiver position. Start off with you, Peter. I think there could be definitely some controversy here at the wide receiver position.
2: Oh, yeah, I got four, but I really – I mean, I got five, but I really think that fifth one isn't safe. And you could have made a case for any other. I'll, I'll get in that. So, Amon Rod St. Brown, Khalif Raymond, Marvin Jones, and Josh Reynolds are the top four. The fifth, I went to the guy that has been most consistent in practice, and Jared Goff called him a stud, is Dylan Drobin. He hasn't really shown up in games, but you guys kind of said it's been kind of hard with that old line. But I wouldn't be shocked if they kept Antoine Green or Chase Coda. or they even kept six. Right now, I only got five. Um, this was a tough decision. I, this is really hard, guys. So I went with just with Jared Goff. Called him a stud, you know. Um, he's been the most, I guess, consistent wide receiver in practice maybe not in games but in practice and hopefully if he plays with the first team during games that could translate more to the field versus a shitty o-line and quarterbacks so that don't know how to throw the football yeah
3: no it definitely could be in play it's it's tough i mean obviously james williams suspended so you don't have to factor him into this roster predictions because he's going to be on the suspended list right so i have six receivers making this team same five guys that you mentioned saint brown josh reynolds Cully Freeman, marvin jones I have Dylan Drummond as well. I'm adding Chase Coda to this because I think he's shown us something in practice so far, and in, in the games, I should say he's shown us something in these games that he's impressed us. And I, I think for that fifth spot, I think you know it could be healthy competition throughout the year to see who steps in and who could fill in that spot between Coda and Drummond. I think they're both talented players, um, and I don't know if the Lions necessarily want to take a shot on losing them potentially by cutting them and you know taking a shot that they that they pass waivers because. I think they're both... Drummond hasn't shown much in the games, but you've heard a lot of high praise in practice, and obviously some teams have seen that with the Giants and the Jaguars because we had the joint practice, so they could potentially be interested. And obviously some other teams will be interested as well. So I don't know if the Lions are willing to take a a shot on on cutting one of these guys and hopefully they clear waivers. So I don't know. I, I have both of them making it right now. Obviously that's subject to change. There are some guys that could make this team as well, like Antoine Green as well. If he could show something, obviously... He was a draft pick out of out of these guys, so you would think they liked him more, at least coming into the training camp. But you know, it just hasn't really shown much at that position so far, and especially in these games, it just hasn't really shown much. Um, but again, what I said, kind of similar to the running backs, I could see the lines being active here potentially if there's a certain guy that gets cut or a certain guy that gets waived. to so the lines potentially putting away reclaim and and getting another receiver just because this room is very not, not nothing great. You know, J-Mo's out. Saint Brown's a little banged up. He'll be probably fine for Week One, but other than that, like it's just it's it's not uh it's not a phenomenal room, and they could definitely use some improvement. And we'll see what the the waiver wire looks like potentially when the big roster cutdowns go from ninety to fifty three.
2: Yeah, Tyler, I don't think right now the fifth wide receiver is on the team.
3: That's very possible. That's like how I very felt about the third running backs or the fourth
2: running back spot. I don't think he's on the roster right now. So. I don't either I don't think the third running back third could be if they want to carry four I don't think the fourths on the yeah, roster yeah I mean it, there, there's a lot of
3: improvement here for sure yeah, yeah. you know you never know there's always a, a random guy that you kind of never
2: expect to be cut so we'll, we'll see what or like we see like we see a lot of trades during this time like you know like seventh round conditionals or swap like kind of the MIMS trade you know was basically nothing for nothing <laughs> yeah. So we will see some of those that happen as well.
3: Yeah, that's another one. Like you kind of had a little expectation for Denzel Mims. He got hurt too, so yeah. that was a blow for for him making this roster. He got cut already. So, how about you, Malcolm? Yeah. What do you got here?
1: I think um, I think everybody's first four receivers is going to be the same. I mean, those guys are going to make the roster. They had, they haven't played one preseason snap. They're, they're just pretty much locked to make the roster. Um, you have Amarase Brown. You have Khalif Rabin, Josh Reynolds, Marvin Jones. Those are your locks. Now, it all depends on how many wide receivers you believe the Lions are going to carry. Are they going to carry five or are they going to carry six? Um, I think either they carry five or six, I think both are toss-ups. I mean, I think it's all about preference here. Um, whether you think that you want to go with one of the young guys who showed up in practice, like um, Drummond, or uh, you know maybe you feel like you know, you put Green on a practice squad, somebody will take him, and you don't want to lose him. So it's, it's, it's tough. Um, there's also Chase Coda. I think Chase Coda has been probably the most productive out of everybody in, in the preseason game. Now I, I don't know he did so much in camp and other things, but I know in the preseason games, he's been the guy that's been showing up um, offensively for the lack of whatever offense they had. He was a part of it. Um, but for me, I'm going... A different route here. I'm going with a guy who is more solid on special teams than everybody else. So I'm going with Maurice Alexander. Uh, Maurice Alexander surely has a kick return abilities and um, you know, if, if, if needed, he can play receiver. So I think, you know, because of the special teams and we shown in the in the preseason with the special teams, maybe, um, it, you know, maybe it, 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 they may go that route. But there's no guarantee, uh, but uh, for me, I'm just I'm carrying five receivers and Maurice Alexander is the last guy.
2: Yeah, he's another one. He's a little banged up right now too, but I think he's close to returning. I don't think it's anything major. So that's another one. I forgot. I actually kind of forgot about him because he's been hurt. Yeah. But this last gonna game is
3: going to be very important for all those guys. Like, uh, like uh, obviously the top oh, four. Yeah. We know what you said. Like they're all locks. We know they're going to be here. All these other guys, like. Who's going to show up in this Panthers game? Is it going to be Coda? Is it going to be Drummond? Is it going to be a Maurice Alexander? Is it going to be an Antoine Green? Like, you guys have a very legitimate opportunity. I think Dan Campbell said, whoever wants to show up and take this job, it's yours for, it's up for grabs right now. So, who's going to show up? Or like, they sign from the
2: former but Charger. Jalen Moore, name. yeah. I mean,
3: Moore, I mean
1: also, you're playing with that offensive line. Like, do, do they have a chance?
3: It's tough, yeah. It is tough.
1: They didn't have a chance. I mean, look like at last game. There was only 131 yards of offense, like 130 yeah. something yards of offense. I fell asleep during like, the game. <laughs> that's pathetic. Like, what can they do? You know? So we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully, when these guys can show up, that'll be nice. That'll be a cool story.
3: I agree, though. I think Code has yeah. been the most consistent one in these preseason games. I don't even think it's really relatively close, honestly. <laughs>
1: and, and I heard, bro, I heard that he called out the players. Oh, I heard he, he showed leadership. Leadership. I heard he called out the players. Undrafted kid from Oregon. Gotta love it. Or drafted kid from Oregon called out the players, which is crazy.
3: Yeah, I yeah. love it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I think we're all in agreement that even though we have different rooms right now, we could definitely see some shakeup in this room, like b- before yeah. the season, hundred percent.
2: For so, sure, we'll
3: see what ends up happening there. All right, let's go into the offensive tackle position. I have. Four, what about you, Pierre?
2: Offensive tackle. I got three right now. I got Decker, um, Decker, Sewell, and Effetti. I just think Effetti has had a better preseason than Nelson. Neither of them has really been that good. But I think Effetti has been a little better. I also don't think potentially the third OT right now is not on this roster. Yeah, I mean, offensive tackle is tough, dude. It's tough to
3: just pick up a random guy and tell him you're going to be your swing tackle. But that could happen, right? Like, you don't know who's going to be available. And you just don't know how many teams are going to be cutting tackles and that are worth the spot. So, for
2: I mean, dude, Romeo Aquara was a waiver claim, yeah. right? Justin Jackson a few years ago was a waiver claim. Like, those guys... You, you never yeah, know. We
3: hit one a couple years ago
2: too. J.D. McKissick, he was pretty good for this football team. That was a waiver. Yeah. So I mean, you never know. Like guys, sometimes just get released and better opportunity and we'll
3: potentially. See. Yeah. So I have the same three, and then I added Matt Nelson here. I just think with that jumbo package that we mentioned earlier, I think there's still a role for him here. I mean, as far as let's just, let's just, let's be straight. If one of Suler Ducker goes down, and one of these guys has to start at tackle. It's a disaster. I mean, it is a disaster. I think they could be masked a little bit better than they are right now because they'll have some more help, but it's just not good after Decker. And so at the offense and Jermaine Freddie's not been good in the NFL, and, and and right now he hasn't been very good. And Matt Nelson, we've, we've, we've said it before, he's not a great tackle. Like, he has a certain style and package that he can play here, but – when he needs to start playing consistent reps at offensive tackle, it's, it's not been pretty with Matt Nelson. So, I don't know. I mean, maybe, like Peter said, there could be some shakeup here. Maybe they do pick up another guy who does get potentially cut. But for what we have right now, I, I, th- th- that's who I'm carrying. I'm going to carry both of them just because I think Nelson has a, a role here. And just because I need an offensive tackle three, it's not really much of Jermaine Ufetis impressed me. It's just that who who's my other options? Bobby Hart? Obena as,
2: as, Obena as a... is played guard, by the way, and he got... I think him and Brad would got absolutely demolished. The there's Jags. just not
3: much here. I mean, like, if you're telling, telling me from these guys that we have right now, there's just not very much. So, Germany Fetty kind of just wins by default, honestly, just because, you know, he's gotten
2: reps, and I guess you could say he's looking the best, even though that's not good either, so... Yeah, so... Tyler, the my thinking was the Matt Nelson pick got swapped with Daryl Daniels, obviously. Yeah. So we kind of have similar thinking, and then also in regards to um, I what I was gonna say, Malcolm, go ahead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was one hell of a transition. Let's go, man. Um, shoot, I, um, I I have three tackles. Um, I'm a, I'm I'm going to explain why. Okay, so first I have Taylor Decker. Of course, he's making it. Um. Penei Sewell, I mean, no soccer there. He's making it too, and then I'm actually going Matt Nelson here. Matt Nelson, and this is the reason why I went um, three tight ends, is because they use Matt Nelson so much in that jumbo package where they go heavy um, on the offensive line and use an extra lineman, and it's usually Matt Nelson. Matt Nelson is usually that guy, and that's when he when Matt Nelson's been that third, um, the extra lineman. He's been really well. He it's, it's been really well in the running game for for Detroit, so. I think they, I think they stick with that and, and keep things going. Um, I'm not, a, <laughs> even though we're watching these preseason games and we're seeing how bad this unit is. I think because we're so versatile, versatile with our starters and even these guys that are some of our immediate backups, like Graham Glasgow, um, Graham Glasgow could play guard and center. Um, so if something happened to Frank right now guess guess who's playing center. You know, it's not going to be a cosa. Uh, it's not going to be you know. You don't know, put Graham Glasgow there. So, um, I, and I think same thing with tackle. I think if something happens to one of our tackles, I don't think they'll be afraid to put Halapute Vatay back out there.
2: Oh, that's that's what I was wanting to say. I remember. Yeah, Thank you know, you.
1: I don't think they'll be scared to do that. Um, I think you know because Halapute Vatay could play guard and he could play tackle. So, I mean, either or what happens, I think they'll be fine. Um, so, that's why I'm only going carrying three because you can just shuffle these guys around and play dominoes and plug these guys in, you know, play, <laughs> plug, plug, plug them in, whatever. Yeah. No, that's a good yeah. point.
3: And it is interesting because obviously when we signed Big V, he was a tackle. And then obviously they transitioned him to guard. I don't know how much tackle he's played recently. So, I don't know if he's like, they would feel comfortable putting
1: him there. I, I mean, bro, I, have I seen them put Jonathan Jackson at center? I think they'll be okay for playing, going you know, to the Hollywood Divacite tackle for a, a game yeah, <laughs> and I think And
3: I think when you have, this is your competition, it's like, it can't get much worse, right? When you're competing yeah. with Matt Nelson, you're competing with Jermaine Fatty, you're competing with Obena as a, like, you're not competing with much. So, you know, may, maybe he, he probably is the best option because those guys stink at tackle. They, they can't play tackle. Now I said, Matt Nelson, I think he has a role here. I put Jermaine Fetty here by default, but if, <laughs> if Big V could play tackle and, like, they're confident in that, you know, shit, maybe I could use that roster towards something else. I didn't want to put Jermaine Fetty. I just needed a third offensive tackle, frankly. <laughs> so that's why I put Jermaine Fetty on this roster. I mean, who
1: knows? He, he might make it. Who knows? I mean, maybe they keep Bodies, but I think you could just shuffle these guys around. Yeah, It'll I mean, fine. when you know when they
3: drafted Colby Sorensen, I know they had intention of playing guard, and that's all they've pretty much done with him since he's been here played guard. But he played tackle in college, not now. He played at what do you call it? St. Mary's College, something like that, a very small school, right? Um, so I don't know how confident they're going to feel about him playing offensive tackle in the NFL right away, especially when
2: they've been pretty much developing, you know, you know, a guard. So today in practice, I believe you took reps with a third team was that right tackle. Okay. So there's that. So they are like cross training him a little bit, but I don't think they want to put too much on his yeah, plate yet.
3: Yeah. I mean- yeah, I, I, like if something were to happen, I don't think you're putting Colby still right there at
2: Tech right away. That's like an emergency situation.
3: That's, like,
1: that's like everybody's hurt. And you have no choice. That's like, a, that's like a Dan Skipper situation last year.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you feel the one thing you do about this offense line is that there's a lot of experience here and a lot of very good players, obviously. So you feel good if, like, one guy goes down. Like You're not, like, in panic mode, right? Because you, you feel fine to mask a guy potentially, but... I um, tackle. It could be pretty rough. I mean, I know you can get help from a tight end, but you know, when it comes to the
2: interior, I feel a little more confident than than the tackle position right now. I'm with you. It's easier to mask the interior than it
1: is 100%. to match uh,
2: to mask tackles because tackles are just. too important. Yeah,
3: you got to yeah, go sign Darren I mean, Fells again, and you know, do the Greg Robinson treatment. You guys remember that in 2017, I believe it was. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Daryl Daniels can yeah, do that. There you go. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. Let's uh let's move on to the interior though. Hopefully that never never helps. Decker Sewell, for the love of God. Sweet baby Jesus, please keep them healthy all year. I can't watch Germany Fetty play football for my team in meaningful time. All right. Yeah. So here go ahead. You could talk about your interior guys now.
2: All right, I got six and I'll explain why. I got the starters. I think Jackson, Ragnar, and Big V are starting. And then the top backup is graham Glasgow. i could play guard or center and then i have owishka as the guy behind him then after that i have source i don't think Sorsdale is ready to play yet so that's why coyote is on the roster and last year coyote i mean he he was serviceable like you came in a really good old line the old line didn't look trash with him he was serviceable you know uh, i think he allowed one sack so a few pressures but he was serviceable you played next to Ragnar. And whoever, whichever tackle, you, you'll be fine. You're not going to, like, be left out there alone.
1: He was better, so, better, better than Dan Skipper.
2: Yeah. Dan yeah. had a very good game. He was better than
3: Stenberg, for yeah, sure. He
1: had one he had one good game.
3: Yeah, that Commander's game was very good. But, yeah. yeah, Oshika's, yeah, it's not great either. I mean, I have five. I have Jonah, Glasgow, Ragnall, Big V, and Colby Soar still making it. I don't have Katie Oshika making this team. Now, I think the quite interesting question here for this guard position, who's going to be a starting right guard, is it going to be Graham Glasgow? Is it going to be Big V? I don't know if we've got that question answered yet, and obviously we haven't seen that in the preseason because neither of them played yet. So they're obviously getting all those, you know, they're, they're getting their evaluation in practice right now between Glasgow and Big V, and we'll have a better answer. I know you were telling me before the show that I guess Pene Sewell would be playing better alongside with Halaputi Vitae across from him instead of um, Graham Galaskow, so maybe that could give an edge to Big V to potentially be a starter. But I think they're both two good, you know, two good players, and I think you're pretty confident with either one of them if they're starting at right guard. Yeah, and I got that news
2: from Jeff Risten. Okay. So, so,
3: so, yeah, yeah, I got five. I don't have Oshika. Same, same other five though making this team. So we're still obviously mm-hmm. in the fifth round. I think he has a spot on this team. And and like you said, I don't think he's necessarily ready to be playing NFL games right now, but like regular season games. So I think he's one of those guys that you kind of keep on the 53, develop him a little bit, maybe be a healthy scratch for a little bit. And then, you know, if an injury does happen, maybe you can activate him potentially.
1: Yeah, I, I can see that. I can see that happening. Um, I, I have five as well. Um I think everybody's first three are the same. I'm, I'm hoping it is. <laughs> um Frank Ragnow, um, Jonah Jackson. And um Graham Calasco. So I, I guess four, our first four. Everybody should be the same. Now the fifth guy, uh, I would have different. I actually went the same round as Pierre here. Uh Coyote Ashika. Uh, the only reason why, because he has experience and he played with us last year. Um scored, Short Schwarzdale? Well, Swordsdale. I, I keep messing up his name. Schor-Zell. So I can see his his past companies felt very similar to um. Damn, what's his name? The guy we just cut, but who do we just cut? What Stamburg? As far as like uh, be needing to be a devel- developmental guy, um, I think he's gonna be in the practice squad for a bit until he don't you know, learns the, the position. Because I don't think he played much guard. And I think that's what they primarily want him to do here is play guard. So <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be a practice squad guy. Um, but as far as that that fifth guy, I'm going with. Oshika.
2: The only thing I have Against a practice squad With Colby Is like You you risk that a team Could claim For him. sure yeah.
3: And they obviously Like him
2: a lot That's, They yeah. him in the 5th round I mean I like 5th round's a great pick But like
3: You know It's a solid pick And I think they have Aspirations of him You know Being on this football team
2: That's, That's the risk they, they took the risk With James Houston He actually came back it was a 6th round pick He came to the practice squad And they bring him up for the build yes. Yeah Um We'll see if they do that with Swords, though. I think they won't, personally, because if you look around the league, the O-line depth is just, I mean, it, it's a mess. The Lions are not the only team. Yeah. The Lions probably arguably have, like, I don't want to say the best depth, but they have, like, one of the best backups. I mean, we saw, girl we, we saw
3: right away when, I mean, like, Stenbrook, he was really nobody here. He got claimed right away by the Bears right when he got let go
2: by us. They had first priority. Yeah, they had first priority, too. So I wonder if other teams put in claims as well. Yeah. I mean they you know, that's what
3: I'm saying. So like I think the Lions have built that a culture right now is like especially that offensive line. Is like if you see a guy get cut and especially the guy they drafted, like they might just bring him in and see what they could what he could offer. You know what I mean? Like Hank Fraley's uh-huh. established that culture is like, Hey, he you know, he was good enough to be drafted by Hank Fraley and the Lions. Let's see what he can do for our team, let's see what we could, you know, develop him potentially. So that that's a risk as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, I can see yeah. the way. I guess I can, I, you know, I definitely can see him making the roster. Yeah,
3: I don't know. I that just kind of told me, like, with Stenberg, like, you know, like right when Stenberg got cut, didn't really think much of him. But other teams, you know, like I think just respect the lines and how they, you know, build offensive linemen. So it's like, okay, if he could be drafted by the lines and it was there for so long, maybe he is something they could play for our team.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so, we'll
3: see. Um, yeah, that'll, that'll definitely be interesting. But I think we're all in agreement with Colby so I was Like. I don't see a big role for him. I think it's just a matter of, is he going to make the 53 or not? Me and Pierre have him. Malcolm doesn't. But it could go either way. It really could go either way. All right. Let's talk about this defense. That's the offense. So let's start off with the edge rushers. I'll start off with you, Pierre.
2: Um, The edge rushers. I got the starters, obviously, Hutch, Harris, and they got uh, James Houston and Romeo Aquara. I put – some other guys are kind of versatile in the uh, interior, but I do think Julian Acquara gets traded. I don't think he gets cut. I think he gets traded. Uh, the Giants are reportedly interested in trading for him, so that's something to keep an eye on. There could be other teams as well. I just don't think you could keep that many edge guys. It's it's too many, um, especially with like the lack of that, that wide receiver or running back. You could potentially carry an extra running back wide receiver versus an extra edge. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. I think maybe if you do like a player-for-player player trade, for example, with the Giants, like if it's a wide receiver or another team or maybe a running back, who knows? Yeah. Or like something similar to the MIMS deal. You're not going to get much for a quad. No, you're not. But it's, it's, it is – it's I agree with you. It's tough to keep all those guys.
3: I only have four rushers because I kind of put some, you know, tweeners like I guess like – John Kaminsky like I put him at interior but like he could play edge or interior you know Josh Pasquale right. same yeah. kind of deal um, you know mm-hmm. those type of guys like they're, they're tweeners they could play either or um, yeah it's just it's tough for Julian Aquara he's actually been very impressed with this preseason actually had a phenomenal game versus the Giants had the three sacks and it, it's just tough because it's like I don't see a role for him here because I don't see where he gets snaps here especially with James Houston you know because I think they're similar players. And I think James Houston is just a better player than Julian Aquara. I think he gets the quarterback better than than Aquara. And I think there's more upside with James Houston compared to Julian Aquara. So I have the same four that you mentioned, at edge, Hutch, Charles Harris, James Houston, Romeo. I think Romeo is just a better overall edge rusher. He could set the edge. He can get to the quarterback. And he's a veteran. You know, he's respected in this locker room. I think they need some bets on that defensive line and just that defense in general. So uh, I, I yeah. gave the edge to Romeo over Julian, but yeah, you know that's one of those tough cuts with Julian. I mean, like you said, it could be potentially a trade. I could definitely see that, but you know, it, it's definitely one difficult decision because, like I said, he's been he's been good for this for this for this team in the preseason, and um, you know, you know he's still relatively young. So, you know, I, I think for Julian though, it'd be better for his sake to get a new opportunity where he could play more because I think there's
2: definitely a role for him in the NFL where he could play more than here. Absolutely. And also, he's going to be a free agent after this year. And I don't know if the Lions would necessarily bring him back potentially. So just get something for him while you can and let James Houston kind of take over that role that he has. Give him a fresh
3: start. Let him get a fresh start because he, he can play in yeah. this league.
2: He's a, he's a talented player. He could. So.
3: He's stay yeah. healthy. You know, he's a talented player. So it is it's a tough decision. What about you, Malcolm? Do you have Julian make this team or not?
1: I mean, even with all the rumors that's going on right now about him being traded, I actually do have him making this roster. I mean, this is if he does not get traded. I mean, I'm just making the especially he does not get traded. I just think that he's been really productive in this, this, this offseason. I think you're looking at um guys who have been the most impacted guys on the edge right now. You're talking about, you know, Aiden Hutchinson. You're talking about John Kavinsky. And then, I mean, as far as so far showing, I mean, I think Julian Cora is right there as far as probably as... as being productive. And we be looking at the preseason games. He had three sacks the 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 not, not this game but the prior game. Um I mean I don't know. I, I just think that there's a lot to Julian Lakora. I mean, because outside I just think that there's a different type of rushers. There's different type of edge rushers. There's guys who are bull rushers and then there's guys who has you know that speed that they do not say dip they're at the quarterback already. You know, you see that from Houston. Um but outside of Houston you don't have that sh- that that pure speed rusher guy like that. Um, I think Julian Cora is a guy because, I, like again, uh, you're one injury away from saying, "Oh man, we're missing a, a speed uh, quarter pass rusher to get to the quarterback." So I, I think having Julian Cora is is, is be important. And then, uh, to be honest with you. I kind of have it all over the place because I kind of grouped them as D line, and I have <laughs> some guys um, on, on as far as as linebackers, just based off the, the, the rosters on the website. Um, but I have Aiden Hutchinson, um, John Kaminsky, um, Josh Pascal. But the thing with Josh Pascal and Kaminsky, they're versatile; they play inside, outside, but they're, they're primarily outside guys. Um, I also have. Um, James Houston, and then I have Julian Cora. So the outside guy I, I have being outside looking in is Romeo. To me, Romeo has not been impressive to me this offseason. I'm just looking at his preseason games. I mean, you look a step slow. Doesn't look like he's like really getting after the quarter. I mean, maybe I don't know. Maybe he's not fully healthy yet. And he still needs little reps. But he hasn't looked that explosive to me. And you look, if you talk about who's been the better player to me, who's been more explosive, I think it's been Julian. And that's just my opinion. Uh, I think Julian has been more explosive than than Romeo.
3: Yeah, it's just I think, like you said earlier, it comes to, kind of down to preference. What do you prefer? What type of edge rusher? Because you mentioned, do you want a speedy guy? Do you want a bull rusher? Do you want a guy who does a little bit more, sets the edge? It's kind of what do you prefer, honestly, here. And I think, I think me and Pierre are a little more in sync here with going with Romeo. And you're kind of, I, I see your, I see your thought process though. You know, wanting another speedster guy because yeah, if Houston does go down. You do lose that, speed yeah. aspect at
1: the, at the edge, right? Nobody, all, you don't have else. You, you, you then We have all bull rushers.
3: Yeah. So yeah, it, it could potentially be Julian. I I think, I feel confident saying though. I think Aquaro is gonna be a, gone. One of the Aquaros. He,
1: I mean, he, he, yeah. I don't think they keep both. I don't think one will be gone. And right now, I mean, a team is looking at if you want to trade a guy. I mean, look, you're, you're trying to get the better player. You're trying to get you're you're gonna try to get Julian core He's younger. He's better. Right now, I mean, I'm not saying he had a better career, but I think right now, in this stage, right now, if you had to ask me which one's better right now, I would put the edge of Julian. Now, this is a, that's said, we can say healthy too. That, that that's that's another topic for Julian. Staying healthy is a topic for Julian. But um as far as talent, he's younger, he's faster, quicker. You're looking for a pure edge rusher. He's better.
3: Yeah, and I think. Since you've seen these preseason games, I think it's very fair to say that they're competing with each, one, one another, right? Like, you know, they were playing both at the end of the game and that Giants game. So, um, it, yeah, it's going to really come down to preference and what, they, what do they prefer more, uh, what, what type of edge rusher. And, you know, that, that's going to be the decision that we'll see when they make this big rusher cut down. It could be Jolene, it could be Romeo. So, we'll, we'll see what happens there. So, all right, let's move into the interior. I'll start off with you, Pierre.
2: All right, I got quite a few. All right. I got the starters, Aline, Bugs. I think those are your two starters. Obviously, guys are gonna rotate. And then after the bat they got the backups, I got John Kaminsky, I got Pascal, I got Roderick Martin, Levi Ricky and Benito Jones. Now here's the thinking behind this. I don't think Roderick Martin is necessarily ready. Like he still plays a little high, and we saw that in the preseason games. He's flashed a little, but needs some work. So that's the idea of keeping Benito Jones. And then Levi Owens' rookie has flashed a lot in camp. I feel like giving up on him is just not the right thing to do right now. He's still young. He's under contract. He was a high pick. So that that's the thing. And obviously Kaminsky and Pasco, those guys are versatile. Uh, Kaminsky today was one of the best players in practice. They couldn't block him. Um, so... Yeah, I'm, I'm rolling. I'm rolling with a deep D line, but you know they say like keep those guys fresh. I think last year Bugs played, played hella snaps. So did Hutch. You rotate these guys. You keep them fresh. When it comes to the fourth quarter, you're bringing your best guys in, and they're ready yeah. to roll for sure. So I think
3: we have the same. I have the same moves without Benito Jones. So yeah, McNeil, Bugs, Kaminsky, Pascal, Project Martin, and Enrique yeah, I, I think Levi, the one that's like kind of like the roster bubble out of most of those guys and the other guys are very much safe between, you know, Pascal Martin, Bugs, and McNeil. Uh, with Onzerike, I think, you know, he's had a good comeback story so far. You know, I think the big question was, is he going to play? And how is he going to look when he plays? And I think he's flashed a little bit when he played, especially that Giants game, that first game in the preseason. I think he showed some moments. And like you mentioned, he was a second-round pick. And and the guys he's competing with are, you know, I have him competing with guys like you know Benito Jones and um, who's the other guy? They have Smith. Like you know, there's not really much there in that that defense attack room that he's competing with much. It's just a matter of do you want to carry that many or not? I think it's worth it to keep him. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm taking a shot on Levi and you know keeping the development, not asking too much out of him right away, but eventually as he gets more reps and gets more. Count into this defense, I think he
2: could be a guy potentially going forward as the season goes on. I do want to say one thing though. Versus the Jaguars, this kid caught my eye, Corey Durden. He played really well, the defensive lineman. If he plays well against the Panthers, does well again, I think he has a shot to challenge maybe Benito Jones or Levi or Yeah, um, I think so. I would say he's like he's on the outside looking, but if he like balls out again, has a good, good, good uh, let's say, practice, then goes in the game and does well. Might be hard to keep him off too, so we'll they see. They also
3: have the veteran too. Uh, he hasn't been too much pressure from what I've seen. And Christian Covington, he's played with the Chargers and Texans. That could potentially be a guy as well. But I think that for yeah. him, he's gonna have to show a lot. And you know, they, they have a good amount of vets on the defensive line. Where I think you could take a shot on a young guy to develop rather than him. Right. So, what about you, Malcolm?
1: Um, I have I have five I have five uh defensive tackles making a roster. I mean, I didn't include. John Kaminsky and and um and Josh Pascal. I'll put them as more edge rushing rushers, um, because they 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 take more snaps there. But um as far as the interior guys, I have um and Lee McNeil, Isaiah Bugs, Levi Zurique um Roderick Martin, and I have Benito Jones making the roster. I think I, I think with Benito Jones and um Roderick Martin, I think they do want to go some packages where they have a no sackle. And if you're looking at guys on the roster right now, because they made Alina McNeil lose so much weight, I think they're the only two guys that are over 320. So you, you kind of may need both of them. Just in this case if you do want to ever go big or you want to have your no cycle on the field, those are only two. Those are only your two true no cycles. So that's that. that, that that's the only reason why I have Benino Jones making the, the the roster. Yeah, no, it's
3: very possible. I, I think. I could see Martin playing a little bit earlier. I know he's still a little bit raw, obviously, but um, I could see him having a, a role, especially like you know those big packages where it's like a third and short or maybe a fourth and short, and you want two nose tackles. I, I think I've, I I feel pretty confident that you could put Martin in there right now in a limited role, and in like those in those certain type packages where I don't think you need three nose tackles to, like necessarily. But we'll see we'll see what happens. You know Benito's with this team last year, so he could he could obviously very well be in play to make this team. All right, let's transition to linebackers. Then we got linebackers, corners, safety, special teams, and then that's about it. So,
2: now or uh, we'll start with you here. What linebackers you got? All right, I just gotta say, man. Like after last year's linebackers, they weren't like great. They were they were not bad. They were kind of like average, mid, whatever you want to call it. I think this is one along with Edge. I think this is one of the strongest positions on the team. Um. I got the two starters right now, Alex Anzalone and Derek Barnes. I think Barnes right now is ahead of Campbell. Maybe Campbell could beat him later into the year. But right now, I mean, Barnes, I heard, is like probably the best linebacker in camp this this offseason. He's been flying around. He's been doing well. And then, obviously, you have Rodrigo. We know what he could do. And then you have Jalen Reeves Mabin, who's a special teams. He's great at special teams. He could also come in and play. Uh, I don't have Anthony Pittman making it. I just think the edge guys, the defensive line took took that from him, but I, I do love this linebacker. I think it's one of the best in the league.
3: Yeah, no, it's a good room, and I think Kelvin Shepard, our linebackers coach, says like we have four capable starters on this linebacker room, and I agree with that. You know, I think Anzalone, Jack Campbell, Derek Barnes, Malcolm Rodriguez. I think those are all very capable starters. Then the interesting one is uh, that I might disagree with you. Was like between Campbell and Barnes, I I could see Campbell starting week one. I think he's been phenomenal in this preseason, and I think he's just one of those guys like. I don't see much of an adjustment for him coming from college to NFL. I always say if you're taking a guy from Iowa, it's got to be a tight end, offensive lineman, or linebacker. <laughs> yeah, linebacker. We got we actually got two <laughs> Iowa players, a tight end and a linebacker this year. So um, they were drafted the right position from Iowa. And I, I just see the transition being fine for Jack Campbell. Uh, he's not one of those guys where it seems like the lights are going to get to him. I don't see much of a, a curve for him. I think he's, he's a guy who can make an impact day one right away for this team. Now, Derek Barnes has been great for this team. It's a great competition to have. It's great, healthy competition. That's what you want to see here. Um, it's going to be interesting. Maybe it is Derek Barnes week one, and they they slowly
2: ease in Campbell. I'm going to say Jack Campbell is your week one starter alongside Alex Anzalone, though. So, I actually kind of made a mistake. I think Jack Campbell could take Alex Anzalone's snaps. That could happen, too. Um, I think those two guys are, are the future at linebacker. Nothing against Anzaloni, I think he's a good player, but I think those guys are more athletic. They're more... They have more potential. You know, Anzalone is kind of just that steady linebacker. You know what you get out of them. But I think those guys have more potential to be something better than he does. That's nothing against him. He's a solid yeah. player.
3: And then the fifth linebacker I have is Jalen Roos-Maben. Special teams-wise, I think they brought him in for a reason. And, you know, not that you're going to see Jalen Roos-Maben play defensive snaps. When he had two play defensive snaps, he was only one in the Aaron Glenn defense, wasn't bad, honestly. Like, he made some plays, caused some turnovers. He's a guy, like, you could play there in an emergency situation and not feel awful, I guess. Like, you're not going to feel great, but you're not going to feel awful about putting Jalen Rays-Maven as a as a guy who was getting some defensive reps out there. But it's definitely special teams. We know what he's what he has to offer here. He's been great as a special teams player in the past. Brought him back from Houston this year, so I feel pretty comfortable. And for Anthony Payment, I don't have him either. Tough break, good player, good special teams player, I just think. Kind of like you mentioned, just a very stacked room, and it, it is going to be very tough for him to make this roster. But if they can keep him in the practice squad, I would absolutely love that as, as far as depth. But I could see a, a team taking a shot at him and making him like a special teams guy for sure.
2: That's why I view Pittman because last year I don't think he made the initial roster and then he was on press squad and they brung him yeah. up. And then he started playing and then they signed him. So I could kind of see that with yeah, him too. I like
3: him. He's a good player, man. He's a
2: hard-nosed player, works hard.
3: Um, and, you know, he, he has some moments too. He's, he's not a bad player for sure. So I like Pittman. Right, yeah. What about you, Malcolm? What do you got here?
1: Um, so the, the four linebackers, I think everybody has the same four guys. We, we talked about this with other positions. But, yeah, um, you got Alex Angeloum. Um, you know, he's definitely going to make their team. Uh, Jack Campbell, Derek Barnes, Malcolm Rodriguez. This fifth guy is, I think, a toss-up to me. I mean, I think you can flip a coin. I think they're both really good at special teams. Um, It's really about who had a better camp. I don't have eyes on that, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who had the better camp. Um, I'm I'm actually just leading a different direction. I'm actually going to go with Anthony Pittman. Um, I mean, again, I don't know. <laughs> I think it go either way. I think it's it all depends on who's better in special teams right now. I think they're pretty both. I think they're both good in special teams. So I mean, it, it all depends on who had a better camp. And I I just think you know Anthony Pittman. I think they for me from seeing I think you know I've seen him playing with the Green Dot before you know i seen him play linebacker as well so I don't know I'm just rolling with any Pittman here it was like a, it was like a you know put, pick, pick a name out the hat type situation
2: <laughs> I just kind of like I feel like Reeves Maven is better on defense so that's why I kind of lean toward Jalen Reeves and Reeves Maven also is making a lot more than he's making in terms of money-wise, so that's
1: kind of why I didn't factor in like the contract and the money and stuff. I, I, know, I know they did sign him. I thought it was maybe like a one year type situation that, you know, if it doesn't work out, they could cut them. I, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, if his contract is set up for him to play, then I guess he makes the roster.
3: <laughs> I mean, they're both cuttable. Let's be honest. I mean, it's not like yeah. money, there's not much character.
1: It won't hurt the team regardless, but yeah. Um, like I said, it all depends a little bit, bit better in camp. I think they're both very similar players. I think they're just different body frames. One's bigger than the other. Uh, yeah. Anthony Pittman's a bigger – I think a bigger backer, linebacker, but we'll, yeah. we'll see. Yeah. Okay.
2: All, all right. right. Uh, let's do corners here. All right. Obviously, it looks like Emmanuel Mosey's going to start the year on PUP. I think he can't come back until week four. I think week four. Um Looks like that Campbell basically said he, like, he suffered a minor setback. Nothing like to be worried about long-term, but for the short term, he's going to miss some time. So I'm going to go with uh, the starters, obviously, Campson, and Jerry Jacobs, Brian Branch. And then I got Will Harris as the backup nickel and two undrafted rookies and Stephen Gilmore and Starling Thomas. Man, those guys, what I saw, especially from Gilmore, like he was in good coverage. He got beat. Your coverage was good, but then like he didn't blink an eye few plays later they're in the red zone knocks out of the dude's hands then he does a trip deal with tracy walker gets a pick like you see that dog in him kind of right and he actually turns around he, he turns around balcom <laughs> always stresses that i want corners to turn around i mean this kid turned around that that pass breakup he had he, he turned around if I'm not mistaken, I was there. I think he turned around. Like I got even even the play big game. play he gave up. It was a beautiful coverage. It was honestly just a beautiful ball <laughs>
3: thrown, I believe by Liv Bather, who was the quarterback for the Jets. C.J. Bather, yeah. Bathard, yeah. Um, and he was. I mean, you really can't do much more as a corner. Like he he turned around. He had his hands there perfectly. It's just it was a perfectly placed ball. Right. Like, that's not even on Sterling Thompson. And it looks like it's bad on him because it was a big play, but. Something you look in a guy like that, how is he going to bounce back? Is he going to fold? Is he going to get in his head? Or is he going to go make a play? And I think with Tom Thompson's, you know, he, he bounced back. He's
2: making plays. What's that, Gilmore? Gilmore, right? Gilmore. Gilmore, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing, like, and then the Thomas thing for me is he's fast and we saw what he could do on special He could be a good returner. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The, uh, he could return the, the ball. The and he's, he's another, like, he reminds me a little kind of Jerry Jacobs. He has that like that feistiness to him. Like he has that like grit mentality, whatever or you want Star to call it. right, Like that kneecap biter type mentality. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. so, the one
3: practice I went to, that's when him and J got in the fight. He got in J said after he you know, he calls him you know, he got a PBU on J Mo and J Mo threw a punch at him. You
2: know, got his <laughs> You know what I I never understood why dudes punch a helmet. You're hurting your fist. Like, what are you punching a helmet
3: for? <laughs> that's besides, that's right. besides the point.
1: Probably why he's dropping shit? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god!
3: That's besides the point. I wasn't trying to get uh, to shit on JMO. It's possible he hurt his wrist and he's
1: dropping shit. Right? That's probably why, man. Why? Punching helmets. I
3: think that is the CJ Gardner Johnson effect on this on this defensive back room. He he gets he's getting these guys feisty. You know, Jerry Jacobs is a professional shit talker. CJ is a I think CJ garner John said his shit talking gas station like he goes to get uh the facility that's like his gas station to fuel up to talk shit that, and then he goes home that's when he cools down a little bit and then
2: that's that's just, I like that man I like that you need guys like that like was it Glover can we had last year on on our, yeah. on our show he basically said like they have like no one that's like that that's he taken said, over they Williams have no one just that's talking sweet, shit yeah. to
3: everybody no one responded. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now you got you got kirby joseph kind of learning from cj he's talking a yeah. lot you got these undrafted guys so you got jerry a little more confident cam is a quiet guy you yeah. know uh obviously we know what cj does he gets in people's heads i mean you got guys that talking every you know this defensive back room
3: definitely has a lot of talkers and as far as your corners you got the same guys i'm gonna add chase lucas though just because i think there is some special teams value there and I don't know, man. Something about Chase Lucas. I think he could still be a solid player. Like I could see him eventually taking over that backup nickel spot for um, Will Harris. Like you know, Will Harris on a one-year deal. Um, I, I think Will Harris is going to make this team this year just because you know they gave him a nice contract. But I think like long term, I think he could potentially be that backup nickel. Like I still, I still think there's something in him, and and I think they like him a lot as a player here. So I, I have Chase Lucas making this team.
2: That was a tough cut. I'm not going to lie. That was one that I had. To, he was, like, right like there, like, between, like, 54, like, 50. He was, like, a yeah. tough cut. So, I, I have the same guys that you mentioned and just add Chase Lucas. Yeah. I, I could see him. Campbell actually talked about him today. He's like, we know what we get out of him. He's a consistent player. Like, he works his ass off. We know what we have out of him. But he just needs to, you know, just keep yeah. building. And, you know, he's got one more opportunity this
3: last game. Obviously, versus the Panthers. Right. It, so. Well, we'll see what happens there. What about you, Malcolm? What do you got here in this this cornerback room?
1: I mean, first thing first, I want to say that I really like this room right here. This is probably, I'm not going to say this is the best room, um, but this is probably my favorite, my favorite room is these cornerbacks. I think they're all, I, I like, I like, I like all of them, <laughs> to be honest with you, man. Um, but the guy that's going to make the team that I think is going to make the team. Um, definitely, you gonna know, have Cameron Sutton. He's going to make the team. Jerry Jacobs is going to make the team. Will Harris. That's when things get tricky after Will Harris. Now you're looking at, all right, who else do you have?
2: Oh, well, you forgot. You forgot the look, Bama.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, Brian Branch. So I have Brian Branch in a different category. I have him as a DB category because Brian Branch is a guy like, oh, like, okay. um, like CJ yeah, Garner Johnson yeah, yeah. that he could play safety and, and also can play corner. So they just have the they have their own little category. It's called DB. So those defensive backs, they play anywhere. Um, and I think that's what you're going to see from Brian Branch. So I think you can plug them and play them anywhere. But, yeah, Brian, yeah. if you want to um, put him in the receiver, uh, the cornerback um, position, you can add him in there too. Um, but these young guys, man, these young guys, are they're exciting. You talk about Sterling Thomas, um, the Stephen Gilmore's, Chase Lucas, they are they're, they're exciting. They're exciting players, man. I think they're young, they're feisty, they have speed. They they play the ball well when the ball's in the air, which is something that I crave about. Um not losing the ball when the ball's in the air. I think they all I think they all do it really well. And that's why I have them all making the roster. <laughs> I have Chase Lucas, um Sterling Thomas, and um Steven Gilmore all making the roster. So I have um I mean, if you want to count Derek Bar- uh Brian Branch. I have one, two, three, four, five, six. I have seven corners.
3: Let's roll with it. That's what I have <laughs> as well. So, yeah, no, I, I don't think there needs to be much explaining there. Yeah, the, those guys have been very fun to watch. Gilmore and Starling Thompson, and um, like I, I like Chase Lucas. I, I think there's a spot for him on this team. So,
1: I'm I like gonna, him too, man. And the, the thing with Chase Lucas, I didn't even realize that he's actually six foot tall, and he, he can also play outside. I, mean, he's, I, do you, I, mean,
3: I have a question. For, do you think he could play safety potentially too? If he, needed if it he to? puts
1: on some weight, maybe. I don't, I don't know how to get out of the question. I mean, we've seen Savion Smith not playing safety. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he, it's, it's possible. Yeah. So,
3: I think there's a spot for him here. And, you know, like you said, he was a seventh-round pick last year. So, we'll see, we'll see what happens with him. He's got one more yeah. game to prove it. All yeah. right let's get into the safety room because I think there's a lot of competition here. I think we're all in agreement. Probably the first three guys, CJ Garner, Johnson, Kirby, Joseph, and Tracy Walker. Those guys are all making the team. Now I think this fourth guy, if you're keeping four guys, then this is where it gets interesting. So I'll start off with you, Pierre. If you are carrying four guys, who is that fourth guy?
2: All right. So I originally had Savion Smith, but he's hurt right now. Melifon who is hurt. And then I thought about, all right, preseason, who's making plays. Brady Breeze is good on special teams. But Brandon Joseph keeps making plays. Undrafted kid out of Northwestern, and I literally have Savion Smith written here right now. But I'm changing to Brandon Joseph because Savion's hurt. Um, I'm going. The, the guy had a pick. He had a nice play in the end zone versus the Jets. Giants. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, my bad. The Giants. Uh, so I'm going. I'm going with him. I I'm cool with that. They. This is hard, honestly. Yeah. No, the I safety
3: don't... room is very tough. You know, you got, like you mentioned, Melifonu, Savion, Breeze. You got Joseph. They got the new guy they just signed from. Went to Wisconsin. He's a local guy, Scott Scott Nelson. So, he, he's in that room now. Yeah. Obviously, he's got a lot to prove coming in this late into the process. So, you know, yeah. I don't think I feel confident putting
2: him in there to the spot right now. You went to U of D. Yeah, so he's a local guy. Yeah, I went to U of D. Yeah, very athletic kid um we'll see what happens with them yeah. but i do want to say one thing though cj Gardner johnson and kirby joseph might be like could be the best duo but they are the best trash talking duo on the yeah
3: especially
2: cj we know why cj having a mouth i heard yeah. kirby has had him out this year too like he's talking his shit bro you want db's to talk their shit that's when they're they're confident yeah, again the receiver if DB isn't talking like you're like what's going on db's have to talk their shit yeah. So, for me,
3: obviously the three guys, that's a given. Fourth guy I'm going here is Brady Brees, just because I think he has a special teams aspect here. I think he's been very good on special teams, especially that gunner spot we've seen in these games. So, I'm giving the edge to Brees here. You know, he's been in the system now. I think this is his third year with us now. Uh, you know, he's been back and forth between the active roster and the practice squad. I haven't cracked the 53 this year, uh, as far as at least initially, um, especially with Smith and Melifanu a little banged up right now. I think this is a perfect opportunity for a guy to step in like Brady Breeze, and kind of take that spot potentially. But, you know, we'll wait and see. Brandon Joseph, like you mentioned, has been impressive as well. And if he does make the team, that would be what? How many undrafted guys make this team? That would be three undrafted guys making this team?
2: Four? Four. Three. We'll Drummond? two. Wait. Oh yeah, potentially four. Or Coda, you had Koda. I had two, right? I didn't have Joe, so I have I would have five. four
3: guys. I've run out four guys making
2: uh, well yeah, I mean that's good to have. Like if a few undrafted guys make the roster yeah, that means
3: you're doing something right. Good for know? them, you know. They
2: were, yeah. And good for Brad Holmes and his staff. Holy yeah. shit.
3: What about you, Malcolm? I know you're three already. Who's your fourth if you're keeping four?
1: All right, so four. I'm actually I mean, I have a fifth guy too. Okay. I mean, I think I think I think because um specialty I didn't know he was hurt though. I have Save On Smith. Um, I didn't know he was hurt though. Uh, it might change things that knowing he's hurt depending how how bad is it. Is it bad? Is it something that he may not play the next pc game and might get cut? Is, that, is
2: Campbell said he and Savion Smith are both a long shot versus Carolina. he was working with trainer, Savion Smith was in street clothes today. Okay.
1: So... Not, not looking too good. And
2: uh, I had Savion originally making that, it to he that, just that got
1: it. Those are the two guys who I had. I had Ifano um, Manofano and I had uh, Savion Smith. Now, Ify... If only Malafar, I, I, I just I'm just hoping that this works out, because even though, as great as Brad Holmes been, man, this is not nothing to knock him on, on him. But this probably would be one of his biggest failures, is the whole if only Malafar situation, as having him draft him as a corner, having him play well, then t- taking his position, switching them to, to 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 safety, and now it's like completely nothing right now. Now it's like you, you just. Just, I don't know. I'm just hoping it works out that he could be some he could contribute to the team in some type of way. That whatever they envisioned of him playing safety and hopefully it works out. That that's the reason why I have him get the roster. I didn't know he was injured either. So we'll see what happens.
3: Yeah. now I mean, this last game is going to be huge for a lot of these guys. I mean, I think all of these guys. No offense to all of them, but like whoever this fourth safety is going to be, like that is number fifty three on this roster. That Man. is the, like that's going to be the 53 guy in this roster. Like, that's going to be the last guy, and they're very movable. You know, like, I don't think they're
2: even safe. Like, they could potentially go a different route if they wanted to. Yeah, I think like 50, 51, whatever those last few are, like, an offensive lineman, a wide receiver, and the last. safety yeah, I agree. I agree with that.
1: So, so if, if, if he was, he, was he a third round pick?
2: Third round pick. Yeah, he was a late
3: thro- he was a third round uh, pick. Yeah. He, he okay. was the third round pick we got back from the Stafford deal. The Stafford deal? Okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it was I mean, like that. It was a competition. It
3: was actually the Brad Holmes competition pick from the Rams because he signed with us. And they traded it to us in the Stafford deal. Okay. Yeah. So. All right. Um, now we're a little over time. We'll just do this. we got special teams and we'll wrap it up. So start off with you, Pierre. What about I think? This is very so just easy. Say
1: just, say, just say all three. Just say all three.
2: I got Fox. I think Patterson's already won the kicking job. Just the way that. And then daily. And then a oh, quick thing, though. We didn't really mention this. We kind of did. Hook. Hendon Hooker's on NFI. Yeah. And they're saying he's gonna be activated at some point during the season. We don't know when, but the Lions are not gonna keep mine all year. So he's gonna get activated at some point during the season. Obviously you mentioned JMO was suspended and Mosley's on P U P. So Which I kind of expected with Hooker. You
3: know, I, I was
2: I was yeah. expecting him to be back at some point during the
3: season because even if he's not gonna play or be on the, you know, like active <laughs> roster, or he'll be on the active roster, but like as far as like active on game days, um, I think it's still very meaningful and very beneficial for him to get practice reps this year, especially being behind Jared Goff and Teddy Bridgewater this year, especially. Yeah. So, um, yeah, well, obviously that's going to shake up the roster a little bit when those guys come back, like Mosley and um, Hooker. And is there another guy I'm missing that's on NFI that could be coming back, or is it just those two?
2: Uh, Hooker is on NFI, Mosley's on PUP, and then GMO's JMO is suspended. That's, that's of the, yeah, completely Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah, honestly. Those are the three guys. Let's yeah, so yeah. obviously at some point you're gonna have to make
3: room for those guys, but you guys know the NFL. There's gonna be injuries along the ways, and there's gonna be some
2: roster spots open, and you know, so it happens to every team. It's unfortunate, but it's just that's the NFL the name of the game, right?
3: Okay, <laughs> I think we talked about some fringe guys that can make it. Jamar Jefferson is the guy I had as a fringe guy that didn't make it. Savion Smith, uh, Malafaru, Anthony
2: Pittman, the receivers, any of the three yeah,
3: receivers. I have Antoine Green. I have a potentially. Julian Aguara, you know. like you know, there's a lot of Julian, a, lot, yeah. a
2: lot of fringe guys potentially. So, Corey Durden, I'd say, like if he if he plays well against Carolina, I think he potentially earn a practice squad spot or maybe even a 53 man spot. Yeah,
1: that's very possible.
2: All yeah. right. So, uh, you guys got anything else to add?
3: Pierre, Malcolm?
1: No, that's about it. That's about it, man. You know I mean? We all know who our special team guys are. It's, it's all the same.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's just it's picking here. Do you yeah. want Riley Patterson, John Parker Romo? It looks like Riley Patterson has the edge right now.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah we all know Riley Patterson.
3: Romo is probably going on the practice squad.
1: Yeah, most likely he's going on the practice squad.
3: Yeah.
1: I like that. I like that.
3: All right. I hope you guys all enjoyed this 53-man roster prediction. If you guys could leave a 5 star, Actually, I'm going to add to it. You guys been leaving five star reviews. I could see the five star reviews getting up and up every week, but you guys are not writing reviews. So if you're going to leave a five star review, just like write something very quick, something like give me a nice little compliment, give Pierre a nice compliment, give Malcolm a nice compliment, say Malcolm's editing is nice, something, dude. I see the reviews go up every oh, like at least once a week, but there hasn't been a written review in a minute. So I want a written review. So if you guys are listening right now, you're leaving a five star review, put a written review. That's
2: that's my one request. Yeah. Say Pierre uh, was was the champ last year with the records. Uh, Malcolm is the go editor, and Tyler was just there. Wow. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> hey,
3: I want I wanted to set last Rin review is about me specifically. Someone wrote my name on it specifically, so. I'm I, kidding, I, bro. Tyler's great. Everyone's good. I'm no just joking, tracking, guys. Right. So, I don't know. All I ask is for a written review. So, if you're listening... In,
2: Tyler is a great host. Tyler's a great host. If you're listening right now,
3: I'll ask for a written review. So, that's all I got. Hope you guys all enjoyed. I'm out, guys. Peace.
2: All right, guys. I'm out. Peace.
1: All right, y'all. It's your boy Malcolm, and I am out. Peace.